Daniel, welcome to Pre-Banter. How are you doing? Um, quarantine. Okay, that is that a <laughs> adjective? I, think, I guess we can use it as an adjective now. Okay, during this Pre-Banter, I wanted to say I just really love doing this podcast, and I wanted to thank you and thank the audience because, like, I seriously really do enjoy this. So, thank you. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it, it's a fun way because we still get to, you know, we still get to interact, have fun, just talk about stuff we already like, you know. Yeah, because whatever we want. Oh my gosh. <laughs> talk about movies. But no, it's also yeah. cool to see that, that we've been getting a following and people have been listening, and um, that they're also interested in the stuff that we're interested about. Yes, so that's always going to be cool. Without further ado, ready for the intro? Hit me with it. You may want us to talk about this or that, but we don't care. We're gonna talk about whatever we want. Blech. I remembered it this time. I forgot it last time. <laughs> Did you like have that edit in for last time? No, I, I, I no, we, I just like <laughs> forgot, and I was like, I like paused for like ten seconds. But luckily, you were like vamping. You were like just talking about something random, so it like covered it up. <laughs> see, it's all good. I got you covered. Yeah, see, covered. we're a great team. But anyways, a little bit up top. So welcome back to whatever we want. It's the show, the podcast where we, Jake and Daniel, walk through films or other cool media, giving cool insights behind the scenes, letting you know why things happen on. On screen you know all the behind the scenes goodness was that an accurate description do you think yeah <laughs> cool i think that's a pretty good summary i mean we talk about not only like why things are presented the way they are in like films movies stuff like that but we also get into like retelling of like the background behind it and things that go into what made it possible exactly anyways we had a successful trailer launch um welcome anyone new listening that came aboard because of that thank you for listening we really appreciate it <laughs> Uh, but before we get into the topic of the week, I want to get into some real talk, some real chill, cool, serious talk. So as you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been asking, hey, do ratings, reviews, stuff like that. And I, I kind of want to give like a little insight to why I'm asking for that. It's really difficult to actually determine how many people are like listening to a podcast kind of thing. I know because some people tell me, but like the host site that we host our podcast is supposed to give like insights. And it says that like we have an average viewer audience of like 17 people estimated. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And it's said about half of that is Spotify and half of that is Apple Podcasts. I was like, all right, cool. I went into Spotify and they were like, yeah, you have 60 viewers. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of a big the, jump so, there. <laughs> the math doesn't add up. So like, I really don't know. So like the ratings on Apple and the reviews, like if you physically write a review on Apple Podcasts and like let us know, that would really help us know like who is listening and like what you think and what you want change, whatever. Also, I'm providing an incentive. So we recently got some mugs in. I'm hoping they'll be in by the time that this episode goes out <laughs> we really um, have some mugs you can't have them yet because we don't have them but, but <laughs> if you if you leave a review on apple podcasts you will actually be like inserted into like a raffle kind of thing and you have a chance to win one of these mugs you can see what those mugs look like i'll post it on instagram so that's also a plug for instagram whoa link in the description and all that <laughs> also the reason we want ratings and reviews and stuff is because i'm starting to reach out to people like in the industry like connections i made in california and i want to kind of come to them with something being like hey look we have a following I can prove it to you with these reviews and ratings and stuff like that. We have 17 here and then <laughs> 65 here. Yeah. But no, that's really cool because that means we're going to actually be getting some like actual behind the scenes insight from people who are actually working on those projects. Exactly. So that's, that sounds really awesome. Yeah. So I would like people to leave reviews and ratings so that way when I approach them, they're like, oh, this is serious kind of thing. I'll be on this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also if you, for the reviews, rating stuff on Apple Podcasts, if you're worried and you're like, I want a mug and I don't listen on Apple Podcasts, I have an Android. I'm also going to be doing giveaways on social media 
media. So if you want to follow us there, there'll be other giveaways. So check that out. Huh. That's a lot up top. Oh, one more thing up top. Haha, <laughs> psych. Um, <laughs> we're also now on a bunch of other podcast platforms. We're on Stitcher, Overcast, Castro, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Breaker, Radio Public, and Podbean. And hopefully by the time this goes out, it will be on iHeartRadio and TuneIn. Those are under consideration at the time of recording. But dang, my dude. Yeah. That's a lot of. I've been busy distributing. I just want, <laughs> if you're like, I don't like Apple Podcasts, I like Pocket Casts or something, then like you have the ability to listen on that. So, bam. Oh, that's a lot up top. Anything else you want to add up top? Um, that's, That was a lot. I'm, I'm, I just want to say thank you if you are following us on that stuff, I guess. I also want to say thank, thank you. you for dealing with that. <laughs> now let's get into the actual show. You ready? <laughs> yeah, let's hop into it. What are we talking about this week? So we've been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU, and we finished up Iron Man, and now we're in Iron Man 2. Yeah. There's a lot that's going on here. A lot, a lot of changes to the MCU. Not really like that big, but more aligning us in the right direction of like how the MCU is going to start developing. Right. And that actually, there was a lot of tension apparently between Favreau and, the, the, Favreau came back to direct this one, Favreau and like the higher ups. That's why he didn't come back apparently according to some sources to Iron Man 3. There was a lot of studio like backlash no not not backlash but like just during before it even was released like kevin feige and like the higher-ups at marvel were kind of like trying to set up the whole mcu which i totally understand but it like got in the way of favreau's like creative vision he had to cut a lot of stuff and it wasn't a good working environment apparently mm. i don't know I, mean, I can see that like you're like you're trying to tell a story but then you have yeah. that story being part of a bigger arc exactly i mean that's always tough yeah but it worked out in that. <laughs> yeah, you still got something good out of it. So, yeah, exactly. So, how does it start? Oh, wait. A Roswa out of order sound clip. Did you ever see um, Return of the Jedi? You got to do the sound clip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, how does it start? <laughs> uh, starts off in Mother Russia. Yes. We see the news report of Tony like saying that he's Iron Man. Right. From the perspective of Mickey Rourke. this guy named Anton. Yeah. The actors make sure. it work. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually used to work alongside Howard Stark. But we discover that later in the film. Right. And he's there with his son. You also see it there because like, you see the blueprint that he pulls out yeah, later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because there's like, that little cut. No, because yeah. you're right. There's a cut scene where you see like the names. Yeah. There's like, his name and then there's also Stark's name. And specifically what they worked on together was the arc reactor. So his family also knows the ins and outs of how to design and make the arc reactor. You, you know, this this actually almost didn't start this way, like the movie. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> John Favreau actually called me out. So I have the DVD for this. And I was watching the deleted scenes, director's commentary, behind the scenes video. And as it started, John Favreau like, was talking over because it it's his commentary. He was like, wow, you're watching the deleted scenes, director's commentary. You truly are a film geek. And I was like, wow, thanks, John Favreau. <laughs> Calling me out here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But basically, it almost... The first scene, like, with Ivan, like, almost was the same. But, like, it was going to be intercut with Tony hungover, about to fly out of his the plane and then land, like, at the beginning of the Stark Expo. Like, it was going to be intercut between that. And Favreau was like, oh, I don't really think... Or, and everyone was like, they didn't really think that it was the right tone to start the film and, like, it would undercut kind of the villain's backstory almost. And I, I completely agree. Like, it, it was very silly yeah. that behind the scenes. He's, like, hungover. Pepper, like, kisses Tony's helmet and then, like, throws it out the window and he, like, jumps after Wasn't it. Wasn't that what was in the, um... It was in the trailer. The trailers? Yeah. Yeah. And people were like, why was it not a movie? <laughs> I mean, no, I think it makes sense. No, no, because it makes sense with how they actually developed, like, one, the relationship between the two. Yeah. And two, Tony's actual situation. Like, he's not 
He's not dire yet, and we'll get into that later right. on. Right. But anyways, back to the tank, back to the real story, which is Ivan, and his father dies. Yeah. So he, his father dies, he goes, Ugh! It's like a really awkward, like, brutal cry. Yeah. So what do you do when your father dies? You build an arc you reactor. You build whips. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can finally be Kiki. <laughs> No, my dad's not here to judge me anymore. <laughs> so he, he makes the whiplash costume. Yeah. It's not really costume, it's more like the armor. It's like a Comic-Con thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty much getting ready to go and avenge his father. I think that's like an overarching goal here. Right. Ivan's where he's... He also has a bird. That's very important. Yeah, he has his bird. Apparently, Mickey Work, the like actor, he paid for the bird and his metal teeth out of his pocket like he wanted that for the character really? apparently I, I don't know how true that is that's just imdb facts were the metal teeth like permanent no i don't think so <laughs> i was gonna say like, like that's commitment man that's a lot <laughs> so yeah there's that then we yeah. cut to was it six months later yeah six months later and you see tony jumping out of the plane and going into the start expo right it's funny because there's like you see him like you know he's flying twirling dodging and gets hit by a firework and he's just like <laughs> yeah you, it's like a very expectation subversion because you kind of think like he's in like a war zone almost or like being shot at with the way it's shot and everything which i think is very intentional and very cool and but then he lands with a bunch of supermodels <laughs> behind him yeah <laughs> with like iron man classic tony yeah but he lands at the spark dark expo and there's like a lot of history behind that actually it's like based on the world expo and it takes place yep. in new york and actually it takes place like across the street from like the stark expo john favreau put it across the street from where he grew up so like you know you, you know this jumping forward but like the final shot where they land on the roof and then they kiss and roadie's like get off my yeah, roof that's, that's a little bit forward <laughs> yeah, that's well that's where that's where john favreau that's grew up yeah oh i thought that was really cool, oh, that was really cool. anyways sorry about that like <laughs> time travel there uh so foreshadowing endgame maybe <laughs> where were we the girls the supermodels with the iron man light up gloves uh yes yeah everyone's favorite scene from this movie <laughs> but basically the world fair was <laughs> howard stark started it in like the 40s i think which we actually see in cap later but it happened every 10 years it was like a year-long event it started in 44 i think and then 54 64 and 74 was the last year that it happened and then obviously howard stark got assassinated yeah. by someone spoiler for later <laughs> tony stark kind of took up the legacy and this is the first year 2010 that he's doing it again yeah trying to relaunch it i mean he had the speech after he got done looking at the supermodels about how it's about it's legacy not about him yeah it's not about people it's about legacies about what you leave behind which is like a huge theme i wrote down i was like this is a huge theme for this movie i'm pretty sure and then in the director's commentary uh john favreau was like it's about legacy and i was like Oh my gosh! <laughs> I physically hear you just. Like, I just spun around in my around. chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm good. But yeah, yeah. But then he goes backstage and they play a yeah. video of Howard from '74. Right, and it has a theme like the musical theme for the old Stark Expo. It was written by the guy that that wrote the song like "It's a Small World" and the and the original Mary Poppins music. Oh really? I thought that was really cool, and I also didn't realize that like he was still kicking. But like, wow, good for him. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I, mean, I, can, I guess, like, I can hear in my head. I guess I, it does make sense, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. But it's also here, as Howard's talking, that we see Tony is actually having to replace the palladium that's inside his arc reactor. Yeah, he has, like, 19% blood toxicity at this point. He's, like, 
he tests himself. Yeah. Well, he doesn't replace it now, but he shows it later on that his palladium cores are deteriorating. Right. I think he said it was like due to neutrino damage. I don't know. Something sciencey. <laughs> anywho, due to decay over time. And we see him later on change out palladium plates. Right. But that's later. That's jumping ahead. Come on. We don't do that yeah. here in this podcast. You're right. What <laughs> am I thinking? Ugh. Yeah. He starts leaving the expo. Stark does. I really like that they have like a GoPro shot almost. It's like a POV of him yeah. walking out really fast. It reminds me a lot of how they handle like the entryway scenes for god what was it homecoming oh had, yeah like doing like the flashbacks of civil war he's like oh my god oh right and he's like recording he's like vlogging yeah he's re- <laughs> yeah it reminded me of that maybe that's like a callback because like peter parker looks up to iron man and stuff like i don't know yeah, i think it makes maybe sense. we're just drawing connections that aren't there but who knows <laughs> there's also the stan lee reference yeah here. he's larry king he's like larry yeah and then they get out to the car oh, and this good. is the classic product placement i think it's audi that like has that deal with with marvel like that's the only car mm-hmm. that you see in yep. marvel movies apparently but john Favre even ca- commented on it. he was like and there's our product placement <laughs> and the director's commentary i was like all right cool <laughs> but yeah he's told he has to go to dc and there's a cool wipe reminding me of star wars i got some flashbacks to the good old days um it, like it's a cool wipe as he drives off it like wipes and transitions to dc and also, so you know that the establishing shot in DC, like uh, yeah. you see like the like Capitol or whatever, yep. that apparently was just a stock like footage shot that really? John Favreau just purchased. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that like a Marvel movie bought stock. <laughs> like you wouldn't think, footage. you think, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like why would you spend the money to like go out there? Yeah. Like, if you could just buy a license. They, and... they didn't have drones back then, did they? Or Yeah, it had to be a helicopter, I think. Yeah, you had to do helicopter. It was like 2009 when this was filming. Like the early days of drones. So you had to go out there, rent a helicopter. You had to get permission to like actually go fly out. over fly. the capital. Yeah, that would be... Uh... Yeah, or you can just take the, the stock footage. Yeah, wow. <laughs> work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, this DC scene actually was the first thing they filmed for the whole shoot. And it was one of the last things that like they finished like lockdown and editing. It was apparently extremely difficult to to edit because like there's so many people like playing you're introducing all the characters yeah and reintroducing the old characters just seeing how they all play together you were introducing john don Cheadle as the new war machine new roadie so like it was just a lot to work with and apparently it was like five minutes longer what like the script called for but they they cut it back a lot Hmm. what was in that five minutes you know i don't know probably just justin hammer like goofing around somewhere oh no that's just a prototype uh (laughs) yeah but anyways let's talk about the actual scene so senator stern he's the hydra guy yep but we don't know that yet right what's hydra i don't know what we don't jump ahead we're not at that movie yet (laughs) uh he's trying to get the (laughs) iron man suit for the government he's also i'm not sure if you noticed this but he's a senator from pennsylvania i did i did see that i thought was really cool yeah represent pa (laughs) yeah hydra (laughs) wait wait maybe not Let's forget I said that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So he sees the Iron Man suit as a weapon. Right. And considering that it's also privatized because it's only Tony that's using it. He sees it as a high risk for the safety of America, which makes sense to some degree. It totally makes sense where he's coming from. But also, like, Iron Man's our protagonist. We're obviously on his side. We're like, we don't want him to give up the, the suit. Yeah, exactly. That would defeat. That would be a short movie. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Directed by George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> but no this actually kind of relates to something that just happened yeah. with spacex and nasa if you think about it because it's like yeah the privatization of space travel now because we just did our first actual launch of astronauts to the iss yeah from american soil from american you know there's that whole yeah. spiel which i'm totally happy about but like but no like the privatization of it of how like how we're finally getting into private companies being able to develop and manufacture to that degree right. you know what i mean yeah so I feel like there's a tangent there to this 
But this is different because we're not dealing with like transportation and exploration and expanding of the sciences. This is more militaristic, which is right. what made this more, I guess, more realistic in the sense of why I need to have like this kind of like court hearing and all this attention to it. Yeah, that's a very astute observation, Daniel. Why, thank you. <laughs> so then Tony comes in and he's like, yeah, it's, the suit's mine. Yeah. <laughs> and then Senator Stern calls out Justin Hammer, who is played by Sam Rockwell, who was actually considered for Tony before Robert Downey Jr. was considered, considered for younger Tony, which like, I think looking back now, like you, you think of you got you got to think. A lot of people were like, "Oh, that wouldn't work," but like Sam Rockwell was playing a character that was supposed to be like a younger version of Tony that was aspiring to be him, kind of like a fanboy almost. Like if he was playing Tony Stark, he obviously would play it differently. So I think it could have worked, yeah. but like I think ultimately Robert Downey Jr. is of course like the greatest choice. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely you can't you can't beat RDJ. Yeah, again, I could see it working, but I don't. It's just, like it just wouldn't be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then Rhodey also comes in, recasting Don Cheadle. Yep. So the center actually calls him in to actually, because Rhodey actually did a report, because he's uh, Air Force Colonel, right. about uh, the incident that happened before with Tony, the whole case with like the first movie and all that. Right. So he had to write a report on that. And in that report, he wrote out how he agreed, like, yes, there's Tony could be a threat. It was like out of context. Yeah, he, he had him read one paragraph out of this multi-page report, and right. it's like out of context. And he's like, Iron Man could be a liability and threat to America's well-being, whatever, and her ideals. I imagine the report was like, this is what I would never, ever want anyone to think I think of Iron Man. Quote, Iron Man is a threat to uh, the, the American public, <laughs> end quote. I really hope no one ever makes me read that out of context. Thank you. <laughs> Six months later, uh, Senator, we, we need we need Iron Man. Okay, let me call Rhodes. Hey, Rhodes, I read your paper. And he's like, oh, God dang it. <laughs> so it's also at this point where they're like, there's already other people trying to mimic the Iron Man suits. And then Tony Stark hacks the display. This display with his screens. And actually, so you know how his phone that he hacks it with is just like a piece of glass? Yeah. That was like John Favreau's idea. Because a big thing they, they thought about was like how tech in the Iron Man like the first one people were like wow that was like really good for predicting like the next year or two and now they were like all right we need to get ahead even more so like what's next so they were like what's gonna be the next iphone and they were like a piece of glass yeah, and favor was like all right because when did the iphone come out 2007 7 8 it was right around eight? the time the iron man came out so yeah. that, they actually like predicted it a lot probably maybe they had some insider baseball with hey steve, steve jobs, jobs. <laughs> we can we like um know your next model film that way we can make it better just for this one shot <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he hacks the screens. Uh, but no, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. They start off with just showing satellite footage. Like, these are believed attempts. Like, they didn't even know. Yeah. And then Tony's able to just, in seconds, hack into it, have multiple displays showing, like, actual video footage from, like, South Korea. Was it South or North Korea? It's one of the Koreas. <laughs> Some other country. And then even Justin Hammer with his own prototype. Where there's a pilot. And they, were, they all were failures. Yeah. The Hammer one, like, snaps <laughs> his back. Is like, that, that, was, that was brutal freaking snapped right yeah, it's also like a running joke that hammer tech is like the worst in the world <laughs> yeah like it's not reliable at all it does not do anything right like, oh but at the end of that court scene so like he like stands up does the piece and everyone like stands and cheers so like for most of the court scene the very you know how it's like filled with like a ton of people ton of extras yeah the back like seven rows are just like mannequins apparently 
Wait, really? Yeah, they're, I saw a behind the scenes like documentary, and it is they're extremely like creepy looking dolls. Like it was horrifying. Oh goodness! But like I never noticed. <laughs> like, it worked. Well, yeah, especially if you don't have your focus on them. Yeah, they're just so what are people? Yeah, they put like a few like real people in with them, just like to like liven it up. But just imagine like you're like an actor, like oh, I'm gonna be on Iron Man too, and you're like <laughs> acting next to creepy dolls. <laughs> they're like, how much are you getting paid, huh? And they just sit there. Oh, I see. Silent type. <laughs> of it. course, it's rude to discuss money. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I guess that makes sense. Like, I feel like you'd have to do people like on the lines because like, there's like that middle row, right? Right. So you want you want people to line that probably like the first front couple rows. But then, like you said, yeah, after that, I just have like a couple in the back. And when like they start cheering and stuff like that for them, they just stand up. And I could even like if they wanted to like lift up the mannequins right. behind them. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, like, <laughs> they grab them like, yeah, let's cheer together. <laughs> limp limp body anyways but uh, the senator finishes with a an f-bomb which was actually improvised and they figured because it technically they were like this could be broadcasted on tv so they broadcasted that shot on tv and then bleeped it to get away with it i thought that was kind of cool yeah creative workarounds that's another big thing john favreau is very flexible while on set he's a very much a he like he comes from an acting background like he obviously was in friends and stuff but like he's an actor's director which in the industry there's like different types of directors it really depends on your background so like a lot of there's like a lot of vfx directors that like come from working through visual effects so they know like like the the coverage you need to make a visual effect look good then there's like actors directors who work very specifically with the actors maybe don't know as much about the vfx john favreau because he did iron man he like knew more about the visual effects this time around he said so he was kind of an mainly an actor's director and knew how to deal with imp- improv and like make sure they're getting what they need and then also knew what to do for VFX. Yeah, that's one thing I always liked about him because he always like, yeah, of course, he grew up with background in acting, but he always remained curious. Oh, and yeah. Like reached out to like knowing other parts. Yeah. And that holistically is, I mean, that's helped him grow to all the other things he's done. Yeah. Like that, like I love watching that document series. On, for the Mandalorian. You know, talk about. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I love that. The day I came out, I binged the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's great because you get to actually see like how they think and like how they, like the thought processes that they go through to get like the shots they need or like what kind of emotions they're trying to portray and like yeah. how they go through to actually portray that. That's always really cool to see. And everyone's different doing that, which makes, which is why it's art. Yes. All right, back to the uh. tank. <laughs> back to Russia. So Tony leaves. Yeah. And now we're back in Russia. The whips and- work. Yeah, he, he's whipping it. Whip it good. And the bird, he feeds the bird or something. Will it whip? But, oh. Yeah, he feeds the bird. Apparently, in the original script, Ivan, the, like, whiplash, was supposed to, like, snap so far at the end that he was supposed to, like, break the ner- the, the bird's neck. Not the nerd's beck. <laughs> the, the bird's <laughs> neck at the end of the film, but it got cut because that was too dark for PG-13. Yeah, for, I can see that. For the kids. But anyways, that was just a quick thing. Back to the Stark workshop. It's been expanded. They apparently shined the floors to make it look bigger this time. It has more space for the Iron Man suits. It has an Iron Man gallery, which is a really cool collection. Mm-hmm. What what all model? There's the Mark One. Yeah, he, he collected the Mark One, uh, Mark Two, And then the Mark Three. I think he has the Mark Four at the beginning of this one. And then yeah. the Mark Five is a suitcase, and the Mark Six he uses at the end. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Marks. Yeah. So we find out here that he's the blood toxicity is getting more. I think it's like 24%. Yeah, much worse. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, the Palladium Core is poisoning him. But the green juice is like keeping him alive. And that was apparently the same green juice that he drank in the last movie. And John Favreau was like, we, we just made it the same green juice, so we looked smart. Like, we're not really that smart. We didn't plan ahead, but <laughs> people think we did. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I guess it makes sense, you know, like if it worked before, it'll work now. 
You know? Yeah. And both the story-wise and also just physically for him, if it was reality. Yeah. You know? But Pepper comes down. She's upset. Yeah, she's talking about like how things are like going crazy with the company. And, and he donated the like... modern art collection to the Boy yeah. Scouts of America. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I kind of feel like I had to say, because I curated that for like 10 years, which honestly, if I curated something for 10 years, like my boss just like donated it away. I'd be kind of peeved. Yeah, that would stink. But uh, Stark ends up making Pepper CEO, which is a really nice moment, actually. And like, forgot the part where he took down the bar of Newman. Oh, yeah, he did take down a piece of art and hung up an Iron Man, like, Obama <laughs> now, picture. Now that's art. <laughs> yeah, but then... He makes Pepper CEO yeah. because he's... Too busy being Iron I mean, he's Man. He's trying to focus on Iron Man stuff, yeah. but he's also, like, he's seeing that he's getting worse, so he's trying to find his successor. Successor? I can't speak. <laughs> you know what I mean. The next person in line. Again, following the theme of legacy. Right. Ooh, tying it back. He's thinking about, okay, I'm, I might be dying soon. Yeah. I got to think about next steps. What's going to be going on, not just with Iron Man, but like what's going on with Stark Industries. Yeah. Oh, also as they're arguing, didn't mean to interrupt, but you see the, the a hologram of the suitcase suit. It's a little foreshadowing there. Ooh. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. What are you saying? <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a good tidbit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, so then they get a bottle of champagne and then she's like, I don't know what to say. And he's like, Listen, baby, you're my forever girl. <laughs> Until Natasha comes in later, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. But they just congratulate. They yeah. say, okay, we got to deal with the paperwork and all that. And then we're back to Russia quick because Ivan yep. is going to the Grand Prix. He's waiting for a delivery. He's going to the, the, yeah. he gets tickets. Oh, also the guy that like handed to him apparently has a tattoo of the Ten Rings on him. So that's foreshadowing for later with the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Which nifty. I hope that they kind of get online, online, in line with like... <laughs> Like I don't know what's up with my words right now. And like Mandarin last... makes a MySpace. I don't know why I just said MySpace. <laughs> oh my God, Jake, that's ancient. <laughs> but no, I, I have good hope for uh, Changshi and getting that like that like the actual ten rings. Shangchi. Say, did I say that? Changshi. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> i i can't i'm i'm just gonna so ivan gets tickets <laughs> he was not awake yet it's 2 40 in the afternoon <laughs> no dude i've been awake since like 10 oh wow that's a new record i don't sound that early man okay it's good for me <laughs> but also that russian like street that was filmed at manhattan beach like on on one of the streets which i was there on manhattan beach when i was in cali hmm. so i've been to russia as well by transiting <laughs> property i've been to russia then you see when up like the desert where they like they filmed no you, you heard about that but you didn't actually go out there. I, I went to the desert i went to um joshua tree so you've been to afghanistan yeah i know if people know joshua tree like you're no it's known for like people do drugs i did not do drugs okay don't do drugs kids that's right i'm changing the platform the podcast is now going to promote anti-drug use we need to relaunch dare whatever happened to dare oh my gosh we are not relaunching there <laughs> man that's an oldie back to the tank so well no one, one quick question. Have, did you... No, no, no. This is, did you go to the Redwoods when you were in California? No, that was like seven hours north. Oh, man, you missed out then. You could have been to Endor. I know. Next it's time. It's a sight to see. Yeah, next time. Brody, next time, baby. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't want to get recasted. <laughs> next episode, it's like someone new hosting a podcast. It's like Evan. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Evan would do a good job. You do okay. <laughs> All right. Back to the tank so, now. <laughs> so, Tony... Tony's boxing. This is where we're at. Yeah. Happy and Tony are boxing. Also, did you know Happy's full name is like Harold Hogan or something like that? I did not. And Pepper's full name is not Pepper. It's like... Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. 
because we learned that later on like the the plane flight right like. anyway sorry we're getting too much into names so the notary walks in <laughs> which is the beautiful black widow scarlett johansson <laughs> natasha romanoff i she has like 12 names I, I, at first i thought you were gonna like do that subtly with like like her undercover name and be like it's the beautiful undercover secretary i was trying to think like what name should i say but she has so freaking many that i couldn't think of one <laughs> i was like the scarlet widow <laughs> No, I would have been like Natalie Rushman because that's her undercover name. Yeah, true. But yeah. So it's Black Widow. She's undercover. She's a spy for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Undercover, yeah. Tony doesn't know this. Yeah. She, oh, but I just want to give kudos and props to Scarlett Johansson. She did such a great job for this, like, film. She really wanted to be a part of it. After she saw Iron Man, she, like, really wanted to be a part of Iron Man, too, once she heard that, like, they were casting for someone around her, like, age and look and stuff. Yeah. So she dyed her hair red at the premiere of a different movie that she had because she wanted John Favreau to see her with red hair and get thinking, like, hey, she might be good for Black Widow. And that's exactly, like, it worked. Like, <laughs> that's how John Favreau started thinking about her. That's how you do it. Yeah, I mean, that's dedication no, that, that, that's seriously smart yeah and she like not even just dedication before the role but during the role she worked out for seven weeks beforehand and then like six months during production and she was like doing stunt work like crazy like she'd never done stunt work before in the documentary she was like yeah i've never seen myself much of a stunt coordinator like it's just crazy looking back now that she's done like how many movies <laughs> as black widow but like yeah and like all the crazy like yeah <laughs> moves and like roles and kind of crazy stuff she does she trained her butt off and like learned martial arts and she learned like latin like obviously that one latin phrase and it, it's just she did a really great job i just want to give kudos to her it, it's really cool also like i'm glad she's finally hopefully it'll be really soon her, getting her own movie because like even back in iron man 2 during like an interview someone asked like hey it was like a panel of everyone like kevin feige john favreau was there and scarlett johansson and they were like hey do you think black widow will eventually get her own movie and everyone looked at kevin they were like he was like oh maybe one day and finally that day has almost come <laughs> and then corona hit yeah but no, uh, but no I, I agree with you. Like, just ruined my... I had so much momentum. I was like getting yeah. so amped up and you just destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have done that. But no, you're completely right. Like, I feel like she's perfect for the role. Yeah. And she definitely did take a lot from the comic material. Yeah. I feel like it's probably hard for her to be a spy after like Avengers happened because she's like on TV and is like a superhero celebrity now. It's like spy work might be a little tough. Well, Avengers and then also definitely after... Um, after Soldier, Endgame when she dies. Yeah, that's how, tough to do spy work oh, yeah, that's after also- <laughs> yeah, it's also tough too. <laughs> no, that's the ultimate spy move. She's undercover. She's not actually dead. What? You heard it here first, folks. Sorry. Back to the tank. Where were we? RDJ sits down and Happy Hogan gives Scarlett Johansson a boxing lesson. Aha. Uh-huh. Or does he? Yeah, she's she like freaking flips him. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they never did that stunt together until that take. Like like they had practiced with each other's like stunt coordinators Doubles. and stuff. And then like yeah. they just did it. <laughs> like that's dangerous. <laughs> well think about it, because like, he's also the director yeah we just so like if you mess them up you kind of just like that uh, is a lot of pressure i didn't even think about that yeah (laughs) so of course they would want to be careful about it take their time make sure they got like the right the moves right and then do it so but anyways tony being tony he's like i want one yeah because he needs a new assistant because now pepper is ceo so yeah and we know he can't function on his own at all <laughs> yeah also i feel like it's like happy should be honored that the first black widow like scissor move happened on him because like that's like her iconic move you know <laughs> he, well i feel like he kind of made it that way you know what i mean true he's he like is the director hey black widow uh <laughs> yeah i want her to do this <laughs> yeah. it's gonna hurt but to be iconic <laughs> It kind of was, yeah. especially with like the scene you get later at the end where like, I mean, we'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. So now we're, we go to Monaco and we eventually a little bit of time has passed. Natalie Rushman, whatever, is 
Tony's assistant. It actually really like how they filmed the scene. They filmed some like pickup shots, the second unit in Monaco, but like I don't think the principal actors were ever in Monaco. They were like just filmed in LA and then just like mm. it was a lot of compositing and green screen, visual effects, magic hoo ha. What was the budget on this film? Do you know? It was $200 million, which was $60 million more than Iron Man 1. But still, relative to today, that's like not that much at all. Yeah. It's still decent for a superhero movie back then. It's still a lot. Yeah. But we get Elon Musk cameo here he's yeah i love that. at a table next to start those merlot engines are looking great oh i have an idea for uh some electric yeah prototype. oh we'll, we'll get on that it's really quick you know why he had a cameo why well part of it was um because the modern day adaptation of tony stark was like based on elon musk part of it and also so you know the hammer we will, we will later get into like hammer industries or whatever mm-hmm. like the facility yeah that was filmed they asked if they could film at spacex so that's in elon musk's facility Wait, really yeah that makes so much sense now so so in, in exchange, he just asked for a cameo. <laughs> I think that's really freaking cool. It's funny. Like you can actually, like I can actually see it now because I've been like thinking about like, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Cause like, like you've like, there's, you've, they've been doing, I, I'm tripping on my own words. <laughs> they've, <laughs> hey, but they haven't, they haven't, they They've been showing a lot of the, the manufacturing of like the rockets and like Tesla and stuff like that. Oh wait, was it for the Tesla manufacturing or was it like SpaceX? I think it was SpaceX. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. But like the warehouses and stuff they have there. So like yeah. it's cool actually thinking about that now. They also gave Elon like a life-size Iron Man suit model. And it's actually on display like in the facility now <laughs> as like a thank you. I thought that Dude, was that's cool. that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So they have that cameo. And then Tony goes to the bar and Hammer is there. And his date is that reporter from the first one. Hammer time. Yeah. But you do know. So the reporter like and Sam Rockwell, those two like the actors are married in real life. Really? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I also love the whole exchange here. Like, she did a spread on Tony a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And she also wrote a paper. <laughs> or wrote an article. Yeah, I think it's so funny. Like, ouch. Now, now knowing that they're actually married, that's kind of like, imagine if you're like... It's a big ouch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, oh. Uh... Tony goes into the bathroom and tests his blood. He's got 53% blood toxicity. And I think, so at this part of the movie, I was thinking like, I've been talking to some people and about Iron Man 2 and stuff. And it's obviously not the best and or most well-received Marvel movie because everyone was like, it just reset Tony's arc. But I think it reset Tony's arc a little bit, but like it was kind of justified because like if you're dying, like wouldn't you want to enjoy life and wouldn't you maybe revert to like your kind of like selfish ways? Like if you're dying, like just go out with a bang. And I think that's what Tony kind of did, you know? Yeah. And, like, once he fixed himself, he wasn't that selfish anymore. And, like, he... I don't know. He spent now six months' time as Iron Man, right? Yeah. And he's learning... Not only is it... It's literally being Iron Man that's accelerating what's killing him, you know? So there's that duality there of, like, okay, should I stay committed to that that ideal? Or have I done enough? Can I take some time for myself? That's how I I kind of perceived it. Yeah. Which I know is kind of justifying selfishness in some degree. But if you're dying, you're also dying it's also (laughs) like we said it's cool to see eventually how his arc completely switches at the end when he like makes the ultimate sacrifice in endgame kind of thing yeah exactly after he finds out about this blood toxicity thing he decides to go race like i'm gonna race why not the car i'm gonna do it i I feel bad for the guy he booted out who was like probably like this was like like, the grand prix through his helmet training yeah oh dang also the like production design team made a like iron man colored car like red and gold and then robert Downey jr was like i think you should have a blue car so like the iron man car is just like a different car in the background and they gave him a blue car and john favreau says like that was the right call like he really likes how it looks 
in the film. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if it was like an Iron Man themed car, that would have just been awkward. It'd be too keep like cheesy. Yeah, I was trying to say cheesy and campy, and I said cheesy. <laughs> it's too queasy. Queasy. <laughs> but no, like especially if you think about it, like when he actually suits up later, and you then have that in the background, I feel like it also just take away because like again, you're trying to have focus on the suit, right? Which is why it's like that vibrant red. That obviously take away from that because then you have like another hot spot with that same value yeah so that was definitely a good call basically the the race starts and then after a while ivan just walks on to the track which is really dangerous <laughs> yeah cars are literally like just racing past them he's like oh i'm just walking here yeah or i guess he's more russian so he's probably more like i'm walking here <laughs> yeah <laughs> then, then he melts off his shirt he's like that was a cool yeah. shot i like that when yeah it was that happened but yeah then he whips like he gets his whips out and he whips some cars and then he nays. speaking of whips Mr. Wagner, I thank you again for listening. We got another physics thing. So this is a little tangent. I'm sorry. But I remember back in physics class, we were learning about like whips and how like that flick at the end, like causes so much change and like acceleration, velocity, like everything. And what those like derivatives meant and using that as an example to talk about derivatives of like all these physics terms and going down. Acceleration is change in velocity. And then like after that, it's jerk jerk and then snap and then i was like as a joke i was like his next crackle pop and he was like yeah and i was like what oh, yeah, that's right i remember that <laughs> because like <laughs> because it, that doesn't like happen in nature that often so like scientists just named it whatever so it was snap crackle pop like that is the scientific term for like a change in, cr- in snap is crackle and a change in crackle is pop <laughs> like think about like think about where that would happen i, I don't know like <laughs> I, f- I feel like the only way that would happen is say if you have like three asteroids daniel this is not a physics podcast Cast. you're right back to the tank i'm not iron man i mean that's why yeah <laughs> wait a minute we literally last time i remember last episode we were like you know it's just a movie we shouldn't get too bogged down by the physics and here we are like <laughs> where would pop happen in real life <laughs> anyway back to the tank so yeah tony's now coming around the corner ivan whips one car so you're able to like see the destructive power of his whips yeah wow kinky <laughs> and then tony comes up and he whips his car like right in half yeah and he flips over and does this crazy roll so i don't know how he survives do a barrel do a flip but he does so pepper and happy and um natalie, natalie rushman. rushman see you had trouble too <laughs> <laughs> there's so many names <laughs> they all are like okay we gotta go get to him so happy has the mark five five yeah it's called the football uh, like that's the code name <laughs> that makes sense just like the hulk how they threw footballs to do that one scene it's all connected oh i was thinking of like the football which is like the term for like the nuclear launch suitcase oh that probably makes more sense <laughs> it's not the name of it the football anyway we're, we're back to the tank okay yeah whatever so th- they start driving <laughs> towards them and so ivan starts general grievous like twirling yep. with his whips they actually use real bull whips to get like the feel of the whips and i was like that's kind of dangerous <laughs> huh, yeah just like since he's like double whipping him at rdj <laughs> yeah well, i guess he probably wasn't laying there in that that first that shot, shot. Yeah. yeah he jumps out of the way and his arm catches on fire and then like we said happy finally arrives and hits ivan with the car and then there's like a little banter here they're like were you trying to hit him or me i cut it toe yeah ah. there's actually a hilarious behind the scenes with senator stearns the set piece is like where the car is like push up against the wall mm-hmm. and then like there's like rubble and stuff everywhere and then before they start filming like senator stearns just walked on set and just got in between the car and the wall and like happy was in the car already and and john Favreau was like this what i have to deal with and it like panned to senator stearns who was like you're you're crushing me john back up you're crushing my balls john back up oh my gosh just back (laughs) up i got the wrong pages for the script i don't even have the whips (laughs) i was just like what (laughs) like it was just so random (laughs) 
See, I told you, kinky. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I didn't know that. I didn't know I needed to know that, but now I do. Yeah, I didn't know. I need to know that, but now I will never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so they crash into Ivan. Like multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Pepper's trying to get Tony the suitcase, and then Happy just keeps on going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And then Ivan starts, like, destroying the car, and then Pepper just throws out the suitcase and tarn uh, tone a Tony <laughs> armors up. Why'd you say like, it like that? I don't know. I was just, I started saying it so quickly and I was just like, at the time, uh, I was like, okay, let me not say Tony. Let me slow it down. Let Tony, me say Tony. Tony Ridinger. <laughs> then he suits up. You get the first look at the Mark V, which is really cool. I do like the silver with the red. It's a really awesome suit up scene. Yeah. But I also don't understand why Ivan just doesn't hit him while he's suiting up for that long. Yeah. I was also like, Ivan, you just whipped literally that like car in half. Yeah. Multiple ways. It's like, will it chop? It does. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, direct, written directed by George Lee. <laughs> but yeah, then there's a cool fight here where like Ivan and Tony are like, woo, woo, Tony's trying to repulse her. Yeah, basically to sum up this, <laughs> it looks bad for Tony for a second, but then he like beats Ivan and he takes out the arc reactor, crushes it. Ivan gets dragged away, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to Tony walking through prison. Yes. And speaking of prison, Mickey Rourke actually did research in a Moscow prison. Like, he went to a Moscow prison, like a Russian... Moscow? Am I saying that right? Moscow? Moscow. Whatever. Not, not, not Moscow. Definitely. That sounds more like a Costco. Like- he went to a Costco, which is like a prison. <laughs> And <laughs> I did some research. No, he went to a Russian prison and actually did research for like what different tattoos mean. It's, it's speaking of his tattoos, like the tattoos he chose, like every single one, they all have like a specific meaning and stuff. Hmm. Actually, there's one on his neck that says Loki because his dog had just died um, and his name was Loki. But Kevin Feige and the Marvel higher ups were like, we can't say Loki like that. People will think that's like a Thor reference, but it's not. So they like CGI'd the eye like off. But like apparently in some scenes, it looks really bad, like blurry. <laughs> <laughs> just look. <laughs> Lock. <laughs> what was that? It was my dog, but I wasn't allowed to. It's a three-legged uh, dog. Yeah, he's three-legged. <laughs> I really like the scene in the prison between them, like just the dialogue and the tension and the the camera angles. All all of it just comes together very nicely. We're also able to see that they have a very similar intelligence level. Yeah, which is also what makes him such a threat to Tony. It's not just the fact that he came at him with his whips. Yeah. It's He's coming at him personally, which right. is kind of also said in the speech. Yeah, and he knows he's that like, he's dying. If you make God bleed, I love. Oh, I love that that uh, quote. There's blood in the water, and the sharks will come. Yeah, I, I like the thing. If you can make God bleed, people will cease to believe in him. Because like, I feel like that comes. I saw a post about Infinity War, like when Tony Stark like hits Thanos, and he makes him bleed. Yeah, and then, like all that for a drop of blood, and I was like, <gasps> yeah, no, that, that's totally the thing <laughs> i don't know I, I thought it was a really cool connection no, that was definitely intentional there no i as soon as that happened when like the first time i saw infinity war i was like oh this is where it's going to be coming from yeah like, that, that makes sense but that's like 10 movies down the line i think more than 10 movies <laughs> yeah actually it's a lot more <laughs> anywho back to the tank tony leaves and ivan's like oh, i know you're being poisoned and nah, 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 nah. that poison is a... It's a painful way to die yeah and tony just doesn't say anything he's like all right get out of here stark and pepper start heading back on their jet i like that i really do like that stark makes pepper a meal like that's that really speaks volumes to how much he cares about her for three hours i know yeah <laughs> like he's trying you know? yeah it's just funny because he's such an intelligent guy but then he like also he can't, can't cook eggs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that plane set was actually originally supposed to be earlier i think when they were flying to dc it was supposed to be pepper roadie and or maybe flying back from dc it was pepper roadie and stark and it's supposed to be a zero g plane and there's actually like behind the scenes footage of like like pepper's hair like going like zero gravity it looks really weird man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm happy they didn't go with i feel like that'd be, why would you go on a zero g plane i don't know just to show like it's stark tech and, and it's future you, 
futuristic. But that's also not a fit. Do you know how those planes work? They go in a parabolic arc through the sky multiple times that we're able to get multiple runs of oh yeah, yeah, yeah so you're not really in zero g you're just all falling at the same rate. oh no 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 i don't think no 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 it's not like it's not like the free fall like for pleasure like i think it was a plane that goes into space oh, oh it's oh, not oh, like oh. they weren't going for fun yeah, that's, that's what you mean it's not like this is so, like why why would they do that <laughs> anyways tony's like we should go to europe recharge the batteries and i like the line that pepper says like not everyone runs on batteries kind of thing little does pepper know tony's battery running out yeah literally so they don't end up canceling the birthday party which i think pepper wishes they would have yeah but back to ivan he ate some potatoes <laughs> that's how you transition that yep not, not he he murders a man as he's set up in his own cage well first uh, he eats but he doesn't really eat potatoes he doesn't eat the potatoes the potatoes he are bomb get some potatoes <laughs> God, I hope he didn't eat that. Actually, no, I kind of did. I also really like uh, Favreau intentionally didn't write dialogue for this part. Like, the writer didn't either. Like, they did visual storytelling. So, like, yeah. the guy walks in. You get a shot of his, like, name or his uh, number, and he sees the same number as Ivan. He kind of looks the same as Ivan. And then Ivan starts beating up the guy, and the bomb goes off. And just, like, a lot of lot happens that you figure out without any dialogue actually happening. I thought that was very cool how they did that. Ivan gets back and taken to Justin Hammer, who wants Ivan to build him some suits. Yeah. And actually, uh, Sam Rockwell wanted Hammer to have, like, a spray tan. So he got, like, an intense spray tan. And he looks so orange here. And, like, went wrong or something. And, like, even John Favreau commented, like, look how orange his hands look. Like, he wanted a spray tan, but, like, it just went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the behind the scenes is just John trashing on everybody throughout the film. (laughs) Including the audience. You really are a film geek. Yeah. like john you okay you all right listen iron man was two was a lot (laughs) also there was a continuity error that i caught there's a magic toothpick so in one shot ivan has a toothpick in his hand in the next shot it's just miraculously in his mouth that also happened with tony early on in the expo when he like lands oh really if you notice with a toothpick yeah so no not with a toothpick (laughs) (laughs) but no like there's that one shot where he's like with all the girls right and he's clapping and then he's not and then it just does the cut to like his arms up, oh. right? But it's very, it's a very small detail. I was like, oh, I wonder if Jake will notice that. But I guess he didn't. My bad. I noticed a toothpick. I, I noticed the needle in the haystack. I think that's a small detail Literally. too. <laughs> Anyways, Hammer's like, I want to kill Stark's legacy. And I feel like the MCU is about Stark's legacy. So I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I mean, not that he wants to kill it, but like the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely agree with that. Like, like this movie, again, like this was the forefront for legacy yeah and i feel like endgame definitely completed that which is i guess this is why we're drawing back to that so much right in this video or this, podcast. this video <laughs> listen my dad was like we should do video for like the podcast so i don't know what do people think about that it might be an option down the road not for a little bit because it's a lot of work and want to focus on other things and growing making this good before we dive into that don't want to over promise you know? how, did, how did you put it in the trailer to devilishly handsome gentlemen gentlemen yeah yeah you want to look at that while you listen yeah well, <laughs> maybe let us know anyways ivan wants his bird he says i want my bird that's the end of that scene pretty much yeah oh apparently ivan mickey work wanted to say a lot of lines in russian and this he had like one big line in russian here but it got like cut in half so he was kind of mad about that mm. but oh well rdj is doing research on like his enemies like his foes he's researching ivan which i, th- I think it's really cool that like he does his research on his enemy his ego doesn't really get ahead of him like he knows he's not the invincible iron man haha because like that's the title well it's that but also the fact that he was able to see that ivan had the arc reactor right know? so you're seeing how that happened yeah that's stark tech 
So, yeah. and considering what happened with their conversation, where he's like, you come from a family of thieves and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for him to try to figure out, okay, where did this original design actually come from? Right. So, I do like how character continuity between the films. When Stark needs to, he buckles down and does his homework. In this, he does it in Avengers. When he, like, comes in, he, like, knows everything there is to know about gamma, like, radiation. They're like, how do you know so much about gamma radiation? He's like, oh, last night, like, I read... Like, did anyone else do the homework? Just me kind of thing? Like, he, he does it. Like, when push comes to shove. No, I thought that was thermonuclear physics. Whatever it is. He learns something big mumbo-jumbo fancy, yeah. fancy <laughs> smart talk. Anywho, is it, I mean, that's an arch piece of his character, you know? Yeah. You don't just get smart by being smart. You gotta... Work for it. Yeah. Yeah. But Stark is really poisoned now. He's got that high-tech crossword puzzle on his neck. All over his neck. He tries to sell it off as Road Rash yeah. to Rody later. Road Rash to Rody. Yeah. <laughs> road Rash Roads. Well, no, because Rody comes down to see him as he's like looking at the stuff up. Right. This is where he explains to Rody all the palladium right. transfers and all that. Also, in the background, so they wanted to outdo themselves with Stark's like car collection. So they're like, how can we outdo this car collection this time? And so there's a foldable plane in the very far back of his garage. Wait, really? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And that is true. John Favreau said that. Do you have to, like, return those afterwards? or like? Pro- I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is the point where you said he replaces the palladium kind of thing. And you know you know when he, like, turns around and, like, it doesn't come on for a second? He, like, hits it and then it comes on? Mm-hmm. That was because the prop guy, like, messed up the timing for the button for the light to come on. And so, like, he hits it and then, like, the guy pressed it and it came on. So, like, they just kept it in. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of works. I mean, if it, like, if it's, like, a socket where you have to, like, push it in, maybe yeah. I'll be like, let me... Let me- Cap it, you know? Yeah. So, a happy, happy little accident. Yeah. Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> All of film is Bob Ross. (laughs) We're back to Queens, where we are at Elon's SpaceX facility, which is acting as Hammer's facility, and Ivan is getting a tour. He says Hammer's software. Software. He's puffed with. It's terrible. He's like Daffy Duck. (laughs) (laughs) Also, so the extras in the background of this scene- Were they mannequins too? No, 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 no. They- (laughs) (laughs) So they filmed, obviously, at SpaceX, but they filmed at night so that they could be out of the way for, like, when people were working. But there were still people working at night. There were some people just working through the night. So the background actors are literally actually just like spacex employees <laughs> it like works oh, it's like, it like gives more volume to the space kind of stuff and they actually look like they're yeah. doing stuff because they are doing stuff were they in the credits i don't know like spacex employee <laughs> i have no idea they i mean obviously they'd sign probably ndas and stuff like that and yeah. give permission for their likeness to be used but i have no idea i even well like you said he, like he's able to hack in the hammer industries like instantly yeah who's just like a random terminal yeah and then get to all the suits and try to see okay how do i access all these different prototypes a hammer already has right he's like yeah i can i can work on these you know i can i can do it and he's like this is our guy (laughs) our guy he's not your guy hammer yeah okay at least hammer has clear goals he wants to be in the pentagon for the next 25 years and make iron man look like an antique which you know that's honorable if it was like done a respectable way but (laughs) it's justin hammer yeah back to tony his party is about to start and he is 89 percent blood toxicity poisonness yep he's like i'm gonna die soon and then natasha comes or natalie rushman comes in natasha no natalie Ru- no black Widow, no scarlett johansson comes in <laughs> <laughs> they have like some real like sexual tension at this point yes. apparently there was more but they cut it because it was like too risque and undermined pepper and tony's relationship yeah 
Oh, no, that's one thing I actually like here is like where she like hand him the martini and she's like, is that dirty enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> Old Tony would have like totally been like, he would have like responded to that, but he yeah. totally just was like, watch, you know, like the gold face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I feel like it's showing again, like Tony's arc with like how he feels and is thinking about Pepper as well. So I think that was also a good call to remove that. Yeah. He's also probably just like, what's the point? I'm going to die. <laughs> oh no, because that's the thing. If, if you're like, what's the point? I'm going to die. That could also be an argument for going for it. You know what I mean? But also he has like this, like you said, this road rash, like intense crossword puzzle under his clothes. Maybe he doesn't want to get undressed and True. I don't know. I think there's arguments for, for a lot of things. He's probably not thinking straight because he is being poisoned. <laughs> yeah, being radioactively neutrinoed to death. Yeah, but pretty much he's like, what would you do if this is like your last birthday? And she's like, whatever, whatever I want, whatever we want. Oh! <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, she's saying that. But like, you actually know her. I mean, we're about to actually see her background with her own solo movie. Yeah. Do you think she's ever actually celebrated a birthday? Who? Natasha Romanoff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you know? So it, it's just funny to see like how she's able to think of like that perspective like like not just like i'm saying like for her being like undercover yeah like that that this lines like that where you're thinking okay i'm not just my job i'm also this person who has i don't know it's it's just i appreciated like the way that she like was selling her secret yeah secret secret it was done well so stark acts like a big jerk during his party and it's like crazy he has the iron man suit on and this is apparently actually a homage homage to a dark comic where tony actually like loses himself to alcoholism Mm -hmm. and then like roadie takes up the mantle they didn't want to go like that far with it but like that it was like kind of a nod to it i mean that's one of the big things in the comics is like an ongoing thing with tony was his alcoholism right so seeing that come back out here with this version of tony i mean it made perfect sense yeah especially with like the reasoning behind it and then you do get that spark of war machine again not that Next time, baby. Yeah. But, like, him actually donning it. Because Tony's being an asshat. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> also, it's at this point that RDJ is like, people always ask me, how do I go to the bathroom in the suit? And we learned from the flying across the world, just like that. And, like, that's how he just does it. Rhodey suits up because he's furious. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if we talked about it, but Rhodey's been, like, sticking his neck out for Tony. Because yeah. the military's been talking about, like, just taking the literally, suits. like, rolling up to his house. Yeah stealing the suits yeah and Rhodey suits up because he was sticking his neck out and now tony's acting like a drunk fool not using the suit properly in his opinion so he tells everyone to get out party's over i feel like it makes sense that Rhodey and stark are kind of evenly matched because stark has been using the suit for a while and Rhodey hasn't really been but stark is also drunk and Rhodey has military formal training like combat training and and stark doesn't so i feel like it kind of makes evens out yeah i feel i feel like they talked about that before yeah uh, where Rhodey was able to learn how to fly it relatively more quickly because right. he was more experienced yeah. actually flying and like using drones and stuff like that even though it's not been like a suit like that he's able to acclimate to it better because right. he's more experienced using those kinds of things i really like the line where it's like like the dj like give me a fat beat to beat my buddy's ass yeah. <laughs> actually so this is actually kind of sad but the, the dj like the guy's name is dj am he died like very shortly after filming iron man 2 oh, really? and like yeah the whole movie is actually dedicated to him in like the end of the credits Aww. yeah john favreau and like the cast all spoke very highly of him so i thought that was very very nice hmm. But anyways, so he puts on some Queen and, like, some classic, like, remix and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they then start fighting in the house. They're tossing each other from room to room using different, like, weightlifting equipment. Or yeah. They eventually get to, like, the kitchen to where, like, they smash each other's head through, like, the table. Yeah. And then, like, Tony gets tossed to, like, the fireplace. And then they do this thing where, like, they both aim their... Well, first the people, like, like actually get out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Tony, like, screams yeah, at they, them. Yeah, they all run away, obviously. And then there's a huge yeah. explosion. 
Oh, before that, before, yeah, before they shoot each oh. other, though, I like when they crash the floor, there's, like, it looks like three frames, but Black Widow goes into, like, a fighting stance really quick, like, like, she's, like, prepared. Oh, yeah, that's right, she does, like, she, like, she's, like, oh, crap, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I just like that, that's, like, her instinct kind of thing, that was very cool, but, yeah, so then they hold up their hands, and Tony says, if you want to be a war machine, take the shot, I'm like, oh, that's the thing, you said the thing, the name, you said the thing, yeah. <laughs> they both shoot, and it foreshadows the finale with that big explosion. John Favreau said that, like, this foreshadows shadows and like it kind of learns about legacy like you don't really have to do everything alone kind of thing like if you work with people like maybe that's the solution and that kind of leads into the avengers and tony's arc so kind of cool yeah stark gets up and then Rhodey just steals the suit and kind of leaves with it he takes it to the air force base he meets the major there and they're everybody there's astonished because they're like oh wow because he has the i'm not sure what he said but he has the mark ii suit right on. the like silver one yeah so they take it in to the base wait and before they... we go into the base though this they actually it was really cool so they got to film like on the air force base and because this is the same place they filmed last time i guess the air force like liked iron man one they gave him like total freedom to like do a lot of things so they got to use like like billions of dollars worth of like jets and stuff in the background but they couldn't shoot like certain jets from certain angles because they were worried like it would give their enemies like insight onto like how their jets work so like literally in the final shot so like right as like it's close up and like he lands and they're all like oh wow this is really cool before they like walk into the hangar there's a shot of like a crazy like military jet behind war machine and then as it goes to the like wide shot of them pulling out right before it cuts away the jet is not there yeah it's just not there and also war machine's not in that shot either like john favreau said like oh yeah the the jet's not here and also war machine's not there and i was like what and he said yeah i didn't feel like paying for another vfx shot i didn't think you'd notice and i was like i i didn't notice (laughs) (laughs) like i just think that's crazy (laughs) that's a pretty smart move though i mean because they're pretty much just silhouetted i'm thinking the the right shot right yeah like walking in yeah Yeah. it's pretty smart yeah i mean i guess it also makes sense because like yeah you don't want people knowing how that works because it's the jets are i'm assuming probably like f15 i don't know f something Something my dad would be is gonna be upset that i don't know i'm sorry definitely something from like lockheed i'm not sure the model from back then but yeah. We then cut to Tony in a donut, Randy's donuts. Yep. <laughs> so that iconic shot. So the sunglasses he's wearing, RDJ just wore them to set, and John Favreau was like, those are really cool. We need to use those for the shot. Just more proof that <laughs> Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. are the same person. They're just the same person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just one and the same. See, Tony is Iron Man, Iron Man is Tony, and Tony's also RDJ, and RDJ is also Tony. It's like a love and, triangle that is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then we have this very special person come up and say... Sir, Samuel Jackson. I'm going to have to ask you to get out of the donut. Yeah. So they go inside and they talk about, well, first he, Tony's like, are you real? And he's like, I'm the realest person you're going to see. Uh, also, when they go inside, so the Randy's donut, that is, he's like actually in the donut. I think that's in like California and LA possibly, but yep. it doesn't have an interior. So like they actually shot the interior like down the street at some other place and just put Randy's donuts like on the window. Hmm. Yeah. But the original place they were going to meet in the script was going to be Shield HQ, like what we saw in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But they were like, we just want it to be like, like, just like a fun place, like simple place. So they chose a donut shop. I mean, it makes sense because it's like Tony's hungover. He just got his butt beat. You know, he's just like, you know what? I just want some donuts. Yeah. <laughs> also, in the behind the scenes in the, on the DVD, it listed like different names and aliases that people went by. And Fury's alias was Mr. Anger. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That makes me think of the, the inside out. Angers. <laughs> Do they still have eye patches inside? <laughs> I wonder what's going on in his head. 
you do the inside out of Nick Fury, and they're <laughs> all just anger. There's like no other. <laughs> so they go inside to talk, like you, like we said. Yeah, and then this is where we also discover that Natalie Rushman is actually Natasha Romanoff, yeah, Black, Black Widow, Widow, Scarlett Johansson. We definitely have not said earlier in this podcast like twenty times. Already. Yeah, <laughs> but she has her first time. She's in the Black Widow suit. She looks really good. John Favreau actually tweeted while they were filming on his account, like she looks good in the suit. Everyone and Marvel got like upset that he tweeted that. <laughs> So that was, I think that's the start of like the Marvel like social media like tyrancy. Oh, that's so funny though. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I just want to let you know on behalf of me, the director of this film, <laughs> hey, she looks good in this suit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he says in this donut shop that like. Oh, that's that he has bigger issues than him to deal with in the Southwest region, which I believe he's referring to Thor, yep. which we will get to later. But also at this point, Black Widow injects him with lithium dioxide, which temporarily that doesn't heal him, but like just makes the effects of his poison like subdue. What is lithium dioxide? It's what is injected into Tony Stark and Iron Man 2, Daniel. No, no like, is it like an actual? <laughs> I think it's a thing. There's lithium oxide. I'm not sure if lithium dioxide was lithium ox yeah something i think it's a made-up thing i'm not sure if it's atomically okay thing. well it sounded real to me There's lithium super oxide daniel remember how we said we're not gonna get into science things <laughs> i'm sorry i haven't done science in so long <laughs> so we're back at hammer's facility hammer time <laughs> Ivan gives... Okay, you're, you're going to have to cut that out. I keep on saying it too much. I'm not going to cut it out. <laughs> um, Hammer, <laughs> Hammer gives Ivan a different bird. He's like, this is not my bird. And Hammer's like, don't get attached to things. Learn to let go. And then Ivan shows him it's a drone instead of a suit. So he spits the line back at him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should learn not to get to attached to things. Yeah. But luckily, Rhodes is being told that Hammer's going to be coming in to weaponize the suit. Yep. Like the Iron Man suit for the military, which he's kind of upset about because he did not want this. Yeah. I feel like it was also at this moment when he was talking to the general where he, he starts to like say he gets himself. Where he's like, I just brought the military, the Iron Man suit, and now it's going to be weaponized. Yeah. <laughs> and probably start going into like mass manufacturing, which thankfully it's not. Right. right in this film. But then we go back to Fury, who's at Stark's house, saying how it was onto something big and that the arc reactor wasn't like finished. It was only like a stepping stone to something greater. Yep. And then he tells him like Anton, which is Ivan's dad, wanted the tech for money. He said that Howard helped found shield and also colson's back he gives him a case of yeah Coulson. howard's old stuff and he's told to figure out the riddle of his heart that could be taken multiple ways because he has a rough relationship with his dad he also has metal being tossed into his heart <laughs> it works literally <laughs> and on a figurative level <laughs> so also we find out that the mark ii has its own arc reactor favreau said just don't think too hard about it <laughs> in the director's commentary yeah no i, w I was thinking about that because i'm like does that mean all this yeah suits have their own reactor? Actors? Favreau or... said maybe you can just think about it because maybe after the first like movie Tony just wanted to have a lot of reactors around just in case something happened where someone stole his reactor you know yeah I guess that does make sense yeah also like if you're gonna be if you're gonna have those suits like, in case you need a backup you know in case you need to go back to the Mark II for like say an emergency right it's, it's up and ready to go true so Hammer shows off a bunch of his weapons which are actually so the military actually gave them like real weapons and real guns and so like they had like I think prop guns and stuff and Sam Rockwell memorized like fake lines not fake lines lines about like those was like fake guns mm -hmm. and then the day before like they shot everything they got the real guns and like they changed all the lines so like literally the 
writer is reading the script and Sam Rockwell has an earpiece in and he's just like spitting out the like what he's being told what he's hearing and then also like adding his own flair to it so he's like that's not disco enough for you kind of thing <laughs> like he added like stuff like that <laughs> apparently it was really hard but it was like a ton of fun apparently like it was John Favreau the writer and Sam Rockwell just like bouncing ideas off each other and that was like I mean it's a it's a kind of fun scene you know yeah no I feel like you could definitely have fun with that yeah just, like especially like when you get things wrong and then you're just like oh crap yeah uh, <laughs> also the line at the end uh uh, when he like goes up to Rhodey and he's like, I can't read you. You're like a sphinx. That was taken when John Favreau, uh, he obviously directed Elf. So an actor complained about another actor and said that like the actor's like a sphinx. I'm not getting anything. And so like he just took that and added that into this. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. It's funny how things relate like that. Yeah. It's funny how one thing leads to another, you know, all experience like helps down the road. You know, when you get called a sphinx and you think it's funny. So you use it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So Tony starts looking through his dad's um, old notes. At first, he, he's kind of just like annoyed with because he's seeing like old videos of like him being scolded, like not to mess with mm-hmm. this miniature of the right. uh, expo. Yeah. But then later on, like he gets to a point where it's like a message from his dad to him being like, you're not old enough to understand this now. But then he like he explains exactly what uh, Nick said, which is that this was for him. Like this is... It's, it, it's only Tony that could do it's, it. It's like the meme from Back to the Future. You're not ready for this now, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Except exactly. more heartfelt than that. Definitely. <laughs> he says, like, my greatest creation is you. That's really sweet. Really. I don't know. But also then Tony leaves to go to the office. And I don't know how, because he was under house arrest. But I guess because Coulson was, like, checking out stuff. Yeah, Coulson left. Yeah. yeah Coulson left to go do stuff. He picks up strawberries, which is, like, a nice gesture. Because he wants to, like, make amends to Pepper. Which I think is, like... Is, gesture is really nice like because like tony stark apologizing like before this it's like unheard of yeah because he's like he's like super narcissistic you know it's like yeah anti that personality also favor wanted to make it clear that like he was going to the office for pepper and then he happened to find the model there like he he wasn't going for the model for tony's character he wanted it him to like redeem himself by going to apologize pepper and then he also finds the model there so I don't know, it kind of works. I like that, like, scene between them, um, the spinning thing, like, on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't actually planned. They came into set, and, like, the set dresser just had that there. And John Farrell was like, what is this? And and she was like, oh, it's, you know, I just think it would be something, like, kind of futuristic, uh, like, like on, like, a modern CEO, like, tech company's desk. And he was like, it's super distracting. And, and he was like, wait, let's let's play with it. It's, again, another example of John Farrow being flexible. And they're like, we'll put it right in Robert's close-up. So they did that. And he played off of it. And it worked really well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I know I would be annoyed with that thing if it was <laughs> in my face as I was trying to explain to my woman that I messed up and that I need her. And then she tells me to get out and to take care of my personal thing. Yeah. Especially as Natalie Rushman comes back in because now she's Pepper's assistant. And she speaks in Latin to him. What does she say? At two Brutus? No. Like, what? <laughs> uh, you can either get out of here yourself or I can kick you out or something along But you know what it actually means? What? It means not everything is as it seems. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> it works on so many levels because superheroes and double identities and she's a spy and Avengers and... Oh! <laughs> also, Transformers. <laughs> robots in disguise <laughs> that's what the spinning thing was actually it was just a little transformer oh my gosh <laughs> it was a mini decepticon <laughs> not everything's as seen <laughs> as tony leaves he takes he picks up the the board which he finds out it's like it's an atom or like he gets the idea oh, wait did we also say that the strawberries are 
the one thing that Pepper's allergic to. Yeah, so... And then, like, when he threw him out, he just kind of, like, he took one and just, like... Yeah, just, like, he, like spills threw it him on everywhere. The floor. <laughs> yeah, but he grabs the, uh, uh but yeah. the board and, like, somehow gets it home in his, like, supercar. Yeah, it was, it was a tight fit, but he did it. Yeah, and then he has Jarvis scan the digital wireframe, like, instantly, which is, like, really cool. And the hologram effects are, like, really cool again. I wish we had that, like... For real. Yeah, we'll get Dude, there. Dude, like, what I do with, like, game design and modeling, stuff like that. Oh, stuff goodness. like that. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. I don't know why Howard would do this this way, but I guess he knew that Tony would somehow see it. Maybe. The <laughs> diagram of the atomic <laughs> layout of a new element. It all worked out. <laughs> but speaking of the hologram, like, that he makes of it, John Favreau said the visual effects teams that worked on it, one of them was called The Third Floor, and I actually reached out to some of them when I was in LA and talked to some of them. They, they were very nice and connected with me on LinkedIn, so hmm. shout out The Third Floor, visual effects. Sorry, go ahead. No, like, I was just saying, like, how he was taking that diagram of the Stark Expo right. and literally using it to rediscover Adam. Yeah. So, you know when he, like, makes Adam, like, blows it up and then, like, collapses it into his hand? Yep. I was, like, wondering. I was, like, I wonder how they did that, like, the light. And he actually was holding, like, a light bulb, like, a ball of light, like, a practical ball of light. And they just painted it out and put the hologram in, oh. like, on set. I was, like, oh, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. Because, because like, it's very difficult to do light, like, artificial light that works because you have to wrap it around the sh shadows and creases of your face and it interacts off of different textures differently. So, like, doing it practical is easier than, than not. So, I thought that was cool. Yeah. So he designs new new Adam. Yep. So he has to set up. He's to make it now. Yeah. Because that's one thing his dad says that like he was limited by his time, so he couldn't manufacture. Right. It. But now Tony, because he's Tony, he knows how to manufacture it. Exactly. So what he does is he pretty much gets the electrical that's being pumped to his house, uses it to make. It's not a particle accelerator. It's a plasma. Ah. Like plasma ring. He goes into hardware mode. Yeah. Hardware mode. He he like literally breaks down his walls for setting up like these different tubes for like the plasma to be able to be channeled through. Yeah. And then we get the scene where Coulson finally comes back. Yeah. <laughs> he's like i saw you broke perimeter i'm like that was three yeah, years uh, that was like three years ago <laughs> i was thinking the same thing i was like what <laughs> and he's like we're playing for the same team you know i went out to go look at this thing and it's fine yeah and then he calls and picks up cap shield for like one of the boxes and he's like yeah what is this doing here which is like remember so remember how in the last one we were like yeah apparently cap shield was like a in the background of iron man one in his workshop you know mm -hmm. that was just like ilm did that as kind of like a joke and so many fans caught on to it that they were like we have to make it something bigger in the second one so they they use it for this like, that's perfect yeah perfectly level <laughs> perfectly balanced is all things should be <laughs> oh i want to make a meme out of that <laughs> So Colson, like they they make it level, and then Colson's like, "I've been reassigned to New Mexico because that's where Thor is." Oh my gosh! I also like that because we know Colson is like a Cap fanboy. He's probably like very upset. He's like, "What is this doing here? Like, what? This should be in a museum, kind of thing." <laughs> and then, oh no, we're just using it to level. <laughs> right. But after Colson leaves, Tony starts booting up the laser, and he takes off his jacket and shows off his guns. He actually, so he filmed Sherlock Holmes between Iron Man one and two. So he actually got a little, he got like more toned for for sherlock holmes but he gained back 20 pounds of muscle for iron man 2 which like you don't really think of tony uh, not tony stark see i think they're the same person robert downey jr <laughs> as um one that like changes like weight a lot but like apparently he was doing a bit so good for him yeah. it's just tough in comparison when you have like hemsworth and chris evans with like 
They're big buff boys. Masses. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what we should make BBB now. The BBB, big buff boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shameless plug. Speaking of BBB, if you want to watch our gaming YouTube channel, Blue Butter Bagels, link in the description. Check that out. All right. Back to the tank. So <laughs> he's able to make the element, cause the reaction. Yeah. Make that new element. Jarvis is like, congratulations. Sir. And you notice how it's a triangle now? Yeah. They, that was very intentional. They wanted to signify that, like, there was a change from the old, like, circle to the triangle. And you actually see in the Iron Man suits from that point forward, they're all they have triangle like mostly triangle chess pieces i think mm -hmm. but they're also like if you look when he puts it into like the arc reactor that is still like a circle piece so like it's like mixing the old with the new kind of stuff representing change you know i really like that because we're getting into the physics here again but like oh my gosh about, no they're talking about <laughs> rotate no because we're they're talking about that before with like the power like, yeah when he's talking to ivan like you can increase your rotations or increase your cycles uh, to get more power so you like there's still like this like the whole thing about the arc reactor is that it's a continuous arc or a continuous cycle and that's how you're generating power yeah so i thought that was cool yeah so we cut back to ivan he's making some new whips because tony gave him advice on how to make them better they're new and improved hammer is very upset he's playing golf with the senator he's upset because ivan's like they're not gonna be ready for the demonstration they can only like salute they can salute <laughs> <laughs> Hammer's understandably very upset. He comes back then and he takes the bird. No, the bird. The bird. <laughs> and, and actually when they stuffed the bird into the bag, that's not a real bird in case anyone was worried. That was a doll. But Skywalker Sound actually did the, the sound of the bird like squawking and stuff. So they did a good job. Mm. Good job, Skywalker Sound. Squawk. I met someone when I was in LA that worked, used to work at Skywalker. I think it was Sound. They said it was, it was pretty cool, but not as exciting as you might think. But I was like, bro, you're at Skywalker Ranch. I, I don't know <laughs> what, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he takes the bird. Hammer then like assigns the bodyguards, two bodyguards to like watch, two guards to watch. Ivan. Ivan, yeah. yeah. One of the bodyguards uh, was John Favreau's stunt double. Fun fact. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know which one because they both are huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the overall plot, like the Stark Expo, like we talked about how it's like this giant expo talking about like new technologies right. and stuff that's coming out and how it's about legacy. There's different shows and different events that go on yeah. like throughout the year. So Hammer Industries actually has their event coming up and that's what Hammer's about to present. That's why he's making all these drones as well because he wants to present these drones at the Stark Expo to like show up Tony. Exactly. Do it. Do it's it. Like <laughs> So Hammer <laughs> starts his presentation at the Stark Expo. They're all CGI. It doesn't look like it. It, it doesn't look. It does. It looks pretty good, actually. The, the drones, in my opinion, yeah, they look real. Favreau says yeah. that it's very tough doing visual effects because I mean I'm sure you know, but like that whole Uncanny Valley yep. that that also kind of applies like to just visual effects because like it doesn't look good up until the very end. Like if you get 99% of the way, it's gonna look bad. It's not until that last one percent is like as important as the last 99%. That's kind of what people say. And so like you really just got to trust the process when you're doing this much CGI and visual effects that like it's all going to come together. And in my opinion, it did. Oh, it definitely did. There are points where you like, were there any physical models of the drones? There was one. Like, when he was like looking at them in the factory? Yeah, the, there's well in the factory, it's just the one that he interacts with. The others are all visual yeah. effects CGI. So I'm sure that definitely helps having the physical model. Definitely. They probably did like, they probably either... Unless they didn't have 3D printing at that time. So they probably had like the physical model made. They probably 3D scanned uh -huh. it or had models based off of the physical model. And then from there, they will go in, rig up, and set that up properly. Yeah. And concept art, all that stuff helps. Yeah. And then probably set up like different iterations of like weathering and stuff like that to make them not look all the same and stuff like that. Yeah. Or just imperfections. Yeah. Then we also see War Machine Rhodes is leading the, the like presentation, which Pepper's a little shocked and upset about, which totally understandable. 
And then Ivan hacks the suits or the suit and the drones. Well, before he hacks them, Tony arrives because he yeah. gets a call from from Whiplash. You're right. He's like, I'm he alive. I forgot about that. Yeah. So he gets a call from, from Whiplash and Whiplash is like, yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> Tony, da, da, da. you're right about the cycle thing. Da, 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 da. And then like Tony starts tracking his call and they're kind of just like talking about like, again, kind of like about legacy or whatever. Yeah. And then he cuts off before. Before we can track him. Yeah. Like he knows he's in like the tri-state area. The tri-state area. Yeah. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. He's in like headquarters. <laughs> I have the Whippinator. <laughs> I have the Iron Maninator. <laughs> Tony then flies to the expo because he realizes, like, hey, Hammer's probably the one that's been helping him. Yeah. This is kind of a big jump, if you think about it, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So he starts trying to talk to Hammer, like, asking him, like, hey, where's Ivan? Where's What's going on? And then... He just plays dumb. That's when things start going sideways. He hacks yeah. the suits, and the suits are attacking Tony, and Jarvis... Well, first it was actually Rhodey. It was Rhodey's right. gun, and it was like... It, where he's like, I'm not doing this. And then yeah, yeah, so they fly out to try to leave the expo and save the people. Pepper and Natasha go back backstage and confront Hammer. It just Natasha just like brute forces Hammer. It's yeah, pretty she, awesome. She, she's just like, I'm not, I'm not undercover anymore. Let me just slam this guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then the drones on the ground start to go outside to start just causing chaos and like just everything breaks loose. Um, Happy yeah. takes Natasha to to Hammer. They get in the car like, to the actual Hammer in the streets, not to. The oh wait, guy. no, they, wait, Daniel. That's probably how they knew. I just realized that's probably how they knew it was Hammer because they located the Tri-State area and that was probably the Tri-State area that like probably only like Hammer's place was in, you know? True. All right. True. Oh, and then at this point, the Iron Man kid shows up. You mean Peter? Yeah, Peter Parker. It has been confirmed that yeah. it's Peter Parker like in the Iron Man helmet and then Iron Man comes down and saves him. Nice work, kid. Cool connection. I also just want to point out like the different designs for the drones and like how they, they set up like this final right. fight scene. I really like how they set up because they had like the Air Force, I think it was like the Navy drones that they had following Tony in the air. Right. But they also had like the army set up like mortar fire. Yeah. Ground. And that makes so much sense. Like why would you have them all just follow him when you can have them be like stationary right. and like stuff differently? Also, some of them maybe don't have the ability to fly. I don't know. Exactly. So it's just like showing off like the different skill sets that each one's designed for. Wait, actually, maybe they do because I think they all fly to them at the end and fight. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, they do have different like skill set stuff. It, it, they did put a lot of thought into the design of those, it looks like. Yeah. You mean Ivan put a lot of thought into those. Oh, I thought you cut out and I thought you said I put a lot of thought. I was like, did you work oh. on this movie? <laughs> no, 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 I said Ivan. Yeah, no, no. I wish I worked on that movie. <laughs> when you were like 10? <laughs> yeah, I was like as old as the Peter Parker kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you were the Peter Parker <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, Tony saves him, and they keep on flying away from the expo. Happy almost crashes because he's watching Black Widow change, change, which I cannot yeah. blame him in the slightest. <laughs> what a way to go that would have been. <laughs> Eyes on the road. He's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. Uh, oh man. So then they're flying, Rhodey and Tony Stark are flying through like the car underground parking and i feel bad for all those cars just get obliterated yeah no literally like that's gonna be so many insurance claims i know just like <laughs> on that oh man they just got out of that the 2008 economic crisis and now there's another one <laughs> caused single-handedly by iron man first it was homes now it's vehicles <laughs> so happy and black widow arrive and we start to see the amazing black widow hallway fight scene it's yeah oh, 
like they should try for so much for this like and they did so much choreography it's just great i also really like that happy takes out one guy you know the guy he took out i got him the guy he took out was the rock's cousin slash stunt double really yeah john favreau in the director's commentary was like just know i could never beat that guy in a one-on-one fight in real life (laughs) (laughs) well he made it look like it was pretty convincing so yeah yeah natasha takes out a lot of people and just her going down the hall her hair is flipping all over the place and that one shot where she like poses oh so good just everything i wanted out of a black widow scene uh and i think and he got her, it. her stunt double was on the corridor crew channel right the stuntmen stunt woman react yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty she, cool. like i remember she was talking about like uh when a soldier and like how she was like like shots where like she had to repel or like did the right the, thing from like the top of the highway down to like the floor level right 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 and, like just other shots where she's like jumping and flipping and stuff like that no stunt man being stunt woman stunt woman being stunt women. just stunt people being stunt people yeah just guys being dudes <laughs> so ivan escaped by the time that natasha gets in to the room so that shot where she bursts into the room it took like 12 takes to get right because she kept holding her guns too high and she looked like too sweet apparently like it was it was tough for her to look like menacing as she was walking into the room really (laughs) yeah and also (laughs) that was done in reshoots and john favreau actually had gained like a bunch of weight back so like that's why he's kind of standing out of the door so he's like out of frame yeah exactly <laughs> tony stark or not fudge robert Downey jr uh i in i just get them confused in an interview he said there was three stages of director john favreau there was stage one where he lost like 70 pounds to play happy hogan or something like that something ridiculous and then there was stage two as soon as production started he the stress got them and he started stress eating throughout production and then after production more stress and he gained like a bunch more weight so he's just on growing and growing and grow. I mean, hey, it happens, you know. John Favreau's Ooh, stressful, man. John Favreau's done a lot of like changing weight for roles too, like Happy, and he, he like was that boxer in Friends and stuff. And wasn't he? Was yeah. he Rudy? Uh, I don't know. I believe so. Yeah, he was. I've never seen Rudy, but my mom's gonna kill me because she loves Rudy. <laughs> he was in Rudy. Yeah, I've never seen Rudy. Maybe that we should talk about that. Wow. Back to the tank. So Natasha hacks into Rhodey's suit and they get back control. Rhodey and Tony have a second to breathe because Tony like destroyed a bunch of the drones by going through the globe, which is a cool, yeah. cool idea. They have a little bro moment. Yeah. While they're like a little... I love the banter when they're like, all right, the big gun yeah. should go on top of that position. <laughs> like, I'm the like, big gun. I'm the a, big gun. You have a big gun, but you're yeah. not the big gun. And then he's like, we, you can't say here, this is the kill box. And they all fly in and surround them in the kill box. And they're just like, oh, shit sugar honey iced tea yeah so then they just start going off like it was awesome john Favreau had to actually like fight to keep that little banter in which i thought was wait really yeah because like it looked weird with the suits and like we said like it doesn't work until it works right at the end and they felt like it slowed down the film but i really like it's like obviously it's like the tone of iron man so like i really liked that yeah interaction i felt like it was good like it was good to be in there like that yeah yeah they start going off on these drones man like where it's funny to see like a different fighting styles because tony's using more like classical like, his, like, he has more, like, of course, like, secreted away, like, missiles and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, he's mainly just using, like, his arc reactors or his repulsors and right. literally, like, punching through the drones while Rhodey's just full-on blasted. Yeah. So I started so I blasting. blasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, so John Favreau said that they use drones. They liked that they use drones because it, they wanted to, like, kind of just have, like, total chaos, but they didn't want, like, it was a PG-13 film, so they couldn't have blood. So he said it's a yeah, PG like, bloodbath. It's an oil bath, he said. Yeah, no, like, literally, when the, the war machine, like, you see him start shooting up that one drone and yeah. then it's a shot of his face and it's just, like, it the oil being splatted yeah. up. He's <laughs> just like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And then uh, Tony lasers them all. It's, I like that shot a lot. 
when he like spins yeah. around. I, I also like how that sets up things later on in like Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah, when he has a laser and like yeah. yeah. Also at this point, so you think all right, cool. They got all the drones, everything's cool. Um so Hammer gets sent to jail, the cops show up and Pepper finally like I don't know, saved the day on that end. What what do you think happened to Sam Rockwell Hammer? <laughs> I think he was probably hammered in prison because he seems like a pretty beta person. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. Wow. Well, he said he'd be back, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, but we'll I, I, don't, I, highly, I also highly doubt dude, that. seriously? <laughs> just imagine. Like, what year is it now in the MCU? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Justin Hammer. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we go back to the like Zen Garden that they had the final fight in, and Whiplash comes comes in. Uh, Rose, Rose is like, I got something good for this guy. Say hello to the ex-wife. And of course, it doesn't work. It just goes... Dun! Yeah. Flips right off. Hammer tech. <laughs> they start fighting. I, I'm not the biggest fan of like this finale, like because it's just another Iron Man suit, you know? Like Yeah, no, I was saying the same thing. I was like, it's very similar to the first one. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to find villains that like challenge and like are equal like playing field to your Character? heroes that aren't just like the yeah. anti, like whatever, like the anti Captain America. Like I, I will give it a pass for like like the origin story but then after that i'm like come on be original <laughs> unless yeah. you're like loki and you're like amazing <laughs> i mean also you gotta think about like since this is also still like the beginning of the universe it's tough yeah you can't go too crazy like they pull out some obscure comic book villain and scare off like the audience you know yeah that's one thing that like i think that's one reason why spider-man is also always so successful he has such a like arsenal of villains like really yeah exactly and they're all their own to each their own yeah exactly it's not it's not like in, there's like a negative Spider-Man, which even though there still technically is with Venom. The Negachin! <laughs> Should we talk about the Timmy Turner? I, got, uh... I, I totally just got a flashback to that. that was like... I just threw you off there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know how that popped into my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Look out! The Negachin! <laughs> <laughs> where were we oh my god final fight final Iron fight Man too. basically it's kind of <laughs> short and then tony and Rhodey just like high the, five yeah, they do the high five go for the shot thing yeah. take the shot yeah it's like the like the anakin obi-wan force push thing almost but in reverse because they're trying to hurt each other right so ivan like dies somehow that explosion doesn't obliterate him and he has a chance to say you lose and like th then dies like what <laughs> and then yeah the drones are about to explode but tony flies in and saves pepper tony pulls a neo and like flies across at, like, yeah miles per hour and like saves his girl i like the shot in the hud like inside when you like see like the lights whipping like past his head yeah as he's flying. i thought that was really cool and then it cuts outside and you see like how fast the buildings and the lights around him are going or like actually passing him yeah, yeah. i really like that shot a lot and then and then he yoinks pepper yeah and then they go to john favreau's roof <laughs> and they kiss well first he's like i quit yeah and then they kiss. <laughs> yeah um and then roadie pops up and he's like guys come on get a roof wait 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 i don't know it was <laughs> I was watching the director's commentary and they kiss and then John Favreau says, I really like the music here. It's like Shrek. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I like it just completely killed the mood. Oh my god. I was like, where did that come from? Oh yes, this reminds me of Shrek. <laughs> oh my I, god. I, I like I, I like <laughs> I didn't know how to process that. <laughs> um, it gets all quiet. And just just imagine, in. just like, they're like I quit and they kiss. Somebody wants to 
Uh, and what's the song at the end? It of like Shrek? cuts to Rhodey. It cuts to Rhodey, like, and then like it like opens the door, and it's just Shrek. What are you doing on my roof? And it's John Favreau. Coming Favreau up. just in green. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's not even in a Shrek costume. He's like in my like Grinch costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh I heard you talk to Patrick about that on the latest Blue Butter Wrinkles video. Yeah. Check those out. What? Okay. Time to plug over. Because we yeah we were both green apparently before. Yeah. So. What were we talking about? All right. So so they kiss. Rhodey's like, get a room. Oh, yeah. So then they, they talk, whatever, cut out. And then... Ha, get it? Because get a room. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Funny. Funny joke. Wait, also, Rhodey says that his car was one that got taken out in the explosion, so he keeps the suit. Which, I don't believe that. I feel like he <laughs> flew there in the suit. That was just a bad joke, Rhodey. Yeah, wait. Did he drive and then... In the suit? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cramped. Yeah. Maybe he just had the suit next to him, so it looked like there was two people in the car, so we could use the carpool lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get in the carpool lane, no problem. Where are you guys going? Oh, we're just going to Comic Con. This is my like. This is my Tony Stark persona. Yeah. So uh, you were saying we cut back to Nick Fury and Tony. They're in like a shield thing talking about the Avengers initiative but there's also the whiteboards on the yeah, screen yeah there's so many things on the screen well first on the very far right oh my goodness there's the, the footage from the Hulk yep. like the news reporter so apparently Kevin Feige said that this might happen like around the same time as the Incredible Hulk happened apparently I don't know they, they've changed the timeline there's like official stuff you can look up but that was happening at one point and then on the background John Favreau said every single thing you see on that screen has some significance to the Marvel Universe like I'm sure you're gonna say Wakanda's up there and then I think yeah, Wakanda this is a marker in the Atlantic, so they were kind of trying to hit Atlantis. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Hey, you didn't see that? No, I didn't. I think they also have a spot marked where Captain America went down and stuff, and then they have obviously New Mexico, which is where Thor mm-hmm. eventually happens, but yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Nick Fury is like, uh, Agent Romanoff gave her a report, the report for Iron Man, Iron Man for Avengers, yes, Tony Stark, no. It's a, That's an interesting like, just perspective about the whole dual identities and separation like between you and the the superhero hero persona you know yeah and how does tony play it off <laughs> you can't afford me yeah <laughs> and then he has nick fury calling a favor and he has the senator present the awards to stark and Rhodes, which is good comeuppance funny and he has that line where he like he gives him the medal and tony's like ah You're like oh amazing how annoying a little prick can be what if he said he was like ah hail hydra <laughs> <laughs> And Tony's just like, what? Because he doesn't know what Hydra is. Yeah. Then we get post credit scene. What happens? Well, then we see Coulson drive up to the desert and he's like, I see a giant crater. And he gets on his phone. And he's like, sir, we found it. Wait, wait, wait. Before he gets on his phone, you know, when he's looking at the crater, there's a Dutch angle because the director of Thor used too many Dutch angles. And he had used so many Dutch angles that he put one in the movie before Thor. Like, oh my God. I will get to it when we talk about Thor, but there are way too many Dutch angles in Thor. And because the director of, of Thor actually directed the post credit scene. So like, he snuck one in there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I definitely feel like it's something that needs to be reserved because it's a very dramatic technique. Yeah. It loses all of its meaning when you use it as much as they did. Daniel, just keep an eye out when you watch Thor for next time. Just... Oh, I definitely will. Uh, uh, but, okay, but no, my, my, my thing is Thor is such a drastic change yeah. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe at that time. So I'm not saying it was appropriate, but I'm saying if there's any place where it would have been most appropriate, I feel like that would have been Thor, if that makes sense. Whatever. I can't keep talking about it. I'm going to get bad. I like the how when like it zooms out, you see the the hammer, and then like you hear thunder. Yeah. That was, that was cool. But yeah, that is... Iron Man. Two. Bam. Final thoughts. Iron Man 2. Yeah. 
but <laughs> what do you think? It was it was honestly better than what I remember because I remembered like some scenes. I, I felt like it like dragged on a little bit, but like you know, it, it had like it had its own pace. You know, yeah. So it was fun. It's definitely fun going back and watching. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Yeah. How about you? I I liked it. I talked to someone recently about it, and they didn't really enjoy it. I mean, I feel like when I'm going through these movies, I I just I want to enjoy them, you know. And yeah. I I know a lot of people don't like all movies kind of thing, but like. I don't know. I, I, I watched this channel called Cinema Wins. It's like the anti-cinema sins. Uh, speaking of like the anti-heroes and stuff. <laughs> but like they just kind of look for all the good in the movies. And I really like doing that because like people work hard on these. And I know I have a lot of perspective on how much work goes into them. So I just, I don't know. I'm sorry if you came looking for people to rat on movies. We will rat on some movies like Thor 2 is coming up. But uh, <laughs> but I just like movies, you know? No, I don't know, Jake. I don't know at all. It's not like <laughs> we have a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I had a couple last minute behind the scenes thing. So they actually made like actual commercials for the 1974 and 2010 like Stark Expos, Expos, like actual commercials. And then they made like real, like they made like fake tech company like commercials like there was like this japanese like commercial that they it looked like they were like submitting something to be considered for the stark expo hmm. they were like look at these new tony stark hud glasses whoops i just hit my mic look at these new tony stark hud glasses and then it was like iron man popping up like in augmented reality and it was like all these people like running around like wow yeah it was like google glass almost and they were like see us see us at the stark expo next year and i was like like they put so much work into the behind the scenes it, it was crazy well that's one thing i also always liked about marvel because they like when they have their whole universe already built in the comics right but they yeah. also have a lot of focus on building the background and like the reason yeah. why things are the way they are exactly you know that, that's critical in like world building really yeah exactly it just helps push the story even further because then you, you're giving further reason to like why things are the way they are yeah oh also john favreau he like predicted like the i mean a lot of people predicted like that we were moving to like digital downloads and streaming and stuff but in the behind the scenes john favreau was like hey if you're watching this behind the scenes stuff that means you like didn't pirate the movie and he called out the pirates like don't pirate movies and he said although i feel like in the future everything's gonna be digitally downloaded and this was back in like 2009 before like netflix really took off i think so yeah that was cool it's crazy yeah it's funny just to know like like everybody where everybody's mind was like like you could see where things were going yeah but like you still didn't know because it wasn't there yet so you like you didn't know right but, like it's cool to see how things have come out and how they're still developing yeah a couple more behind the scenes things so mickey rourke the guy that played whiplash he had trouble like with the suit cause, like it was like 40 pounds like that chest piece so he trained with his trainer for seven weeks he spent like 40 minutes on the treadmill with a 40 pound vest on just running like that's crazy jeez <laughs> yeah. yeah also like we said scarlett johansson's stunt double was on corridor she was also on ninja warrior like american ninja warrior hmm. so leppy if you're listening you have something in common with a black widow stunt person so that's cool <laughs> leppy is black widow yeah final stuntman <laughs> piece of information they said that they chose stuntmen they narrowed it down based on if they could fit their heads in the iron man helmets if they couldn't they weren't considered for the role <laughs> really that was it i mean like obviously they got like a pool of applicants that like all would be good like as stunt people for iron man but like they whittled it down by seeing like if they could fit their head in the helmet because a lot of people couldn't <laughs> mm. yeah but that is what we got for iron man three bam we've Two. been talking for a long oh fudge <laughs> i was just i was reading something like in my notes about iron man 3 i just i went i've hit all of the iron man before you said iron man and now you said iron man 3 iron man 2 <laughs> next time you can be like that's it for civil war <laughs> all right so before we end i would like to shout out our patron supporters Lori, frank and tony thank you guys very much for supporting the show pledging and get the shout outs i hope you're enjoying your perks you guys rock also 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 we have a new patron my friend julia thank you so so 
so much. I figured since it's your first show as a patron, I still wanted to give you a shout out. I really, really appreciate you supporting, and you actually brought us one third of the way to our goal. Once we reach that goal, we will release one episode every week, doubling the amount of content you, the listener, get to listen to. Yeah, also I would like to thank my dad. You have been so, like, just awesome helping out. I mean, both my parents, but dad, you've, like, gone really supportive. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone you want to thank? <laughs> you for all the hard work and commitment you're putting into it, dude. Thank you, Daniel. I, I really, really do appreciate that. And I do appreciate you like hopping on and watching the movies and being a good sport about all this. I am really serious about having this grow and I'm excited to do it with, with you, my friend. <laughs> also, I just want to remind everyone about those giveaways. If you uh, leave that review, maybe with your name attached, that would probably be beneficial. <laughs> then you have a chance to get a mug, which we're posted on again on Instagram and all that stuff. I'm going to say June 30th is going to be the cutoff for that. So end of this month for the first round of giveaways and stuff like that. And also follow us on social media because we'll be announcing more giveaways. We have shirts and other stuff we're looking into. It's going to be good. Also, I wanted to add a new segment, actually, Daniel, right now. So oh, what? what? It's going to be mainly for when guests come on, but I want to start with you and me because, like, we can, like, I don't know, test it out. So I, when I was in <laughs> California, I met some cool people, and I'm actually going to ask some of them to be on the show and stuff, but one of them asked the interns on our last day, like, it's a cool question I thought would be cool to ask. So if you could have worked on any movie, what you would you have liked to have worked on and why? This, so this isn't necessarily, like, your favorite movie, but what movie would you have liked to have worked on? Mm. That's a good question. You think about that. I'm going to answer quick because I, I know. <laughs> I said um the original Star Wars because, I mean, obviously I really love Star Wars. It's not my favorite movie, but like the amount of technology they were, they were like forging away for so much new technology and just like how innovative and creative they had to be with their low budget. I just think that would be amazing to have worked on and like that like creative environment with just like creating something like that you personally are passionate about but like don't realize how iconic it is i think that would have been awesome that that's my answer for me i think also probably star wars but i'm thinking not like one of the original ones i'm thinking probably one of the prequels oh really mainly yeah because mainly to go back into that world building and world design especially yeah. with cg because right they the expansion with cg because i love i mean i want to become an environmental artist so right. that would be like a perfect fit and i love star wars so i feel like that would just like clash perfectly being able to like literally model and design like the different ships that you see like that one time when they're like, they're flying into like the spaceport i think it was like in episode three yeah and then you get like all the different ships in there and stuff like that like not only are people like drawing those like having like but then modeling and yeah sort of just still yeah there's like actual texturing models and textures and stuff like that you have to apply. lighting yeah so that's what i would like to do that would be very cool but yeah so i think we're gonna ask our guests that just kind of a cool little thing at the end let me know what you think i don't know <laughs> also i think did my mic do the static thing at all this time nope cool i had a problem with my mic last time i'm sorry about that but i think we fixed it i just changed the port that i plugged my mic into so hopefully that's fixed sorry about the inconvenience in the past <laughs> yeah all right take us home daniel we just talked about whatever we wanted to talk about and now we're done all right thank you guys so so much for listening and everything remember review rating all that stuff please and yeah join us next time for thor we're getting into it yeehaw have a good day everybody hope you guys are doing good staying safe again thanks for listening